Welcome back guys to 11 o'clock with Yuvan and Jihan where we talk about life, death and everything in between. <laughs> hey, today we have a very special episode. It's a very chill, very laid back episode I say. It's yo yo the Indian accent is on. We're going to talk about Harry Potter. Before you leave, if you're not a Harry Potter fan, stay tuned. Believe me, by the end of this episode you'll want to watch Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh my god, we'll get you so on board. The first thing you'll do is go to pottermore.com. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go find out which house you're in because I think you you went as a Ravenclaw. Yeah. You're Ravenclaw. Yeah. I'm a Slytherin. I know. Oh, Kavi, what are you? Slytherin. You're Slytherin also? Yes. Oh shit. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So we are the evil ones. <laughs> yeah, Ravenclaw for the win. <laughs> Ravenclaws are just book smarts. Oh, it's the so whole sad. point of being a Ravenclaw. But the thing is I'm not book smart. I'm it, not even smart. So you, you are a book smart person. No, I'm not. With like a, a slightly high high level of uh, social smartness as well. What do you call that? Street smart. Street street smart. Yes. Yeah, like if I need you to fix my my Wi-Fi, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk about the penal code, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Not a problem. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not Harry Potter. Huh. So, okay. Gee, uh, first things first. I want to ask you before we start. Okay. Right. Um. How did your love for Harry Potter start? How did my love for Harry Potter yeah, start? Yeah, when did the fan become? Okay, so I started watching Harry Potter when I was a kid. And I didn't start with the first movie. I started with the fourth movie, I think. No, the third, uh, Azkaban, right? Right. So uh, I didn't know what Harry Potter was. I didn't even know that it was a franchise. I didn't know that it had previous movies to begin with. Yeah. I just watched the movie and I, f- I loved the vibe, right? Because it's about magic. And I've always been into magic. And, yeah. you know, that whole sorcery, alchemy thing, right? And then uh, I started watching the first movie. And I found out about uh, how... Uh, when Hermione goes to the restriction se- section of the library, she looks for this guy called Nicholas Flamel, right? And Nicholas Flamel is a guy that I've learned outside of Harry Potter through alchemy, through the study of alchemy, because Nicholas Flamel was known as the alchemist who built the 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 philosopher's stone, right. the stone that supposedly yeah, yeah, makes you immortal, right? And in the movie, it's the exact same application. In that is what really drew me. Yeah. soulfully into Harry Potter yeah <laughs> also, also I really wanted to have a wand where I can just go you know like spell yamas and like, <laughs> fly away and stuff like that yeah oh my god that's so nice that's so nice actually for me same actually uh, I started becoming I started like really being into it not because of the first movie but because I was forced to go and watch Goblet of Fire and it was in this 4D cinema thing or whatever and mm. all of a sudden you know when the broom there's a broomstick scene and all of a sudden I was like whoa what the hell and then when I and then you know uh, because of my parents and all when I wanted to go binge watch the entire series uh, they ended up saying no why don't you read the books instead and so they just bought me um, the first three books for my birthday and I started reading the books and that was when I got into it and then after that um, when I was after that i started binge watching the movie and then i became a big fan and the, the here yeah <laughs> have you actually read all the books i have i have read uh not all not all some books i've read fully some uh-huh. books i did downloaded the audiobook and heard it okay. and i know that i have been inconsistent in some of the chapters there so it's a bit she uh, doubtful of some of the facts mm-hmm. there's always been the kind of hit i mean not a hit like a kind of war yeah. between uh, the book readers and the movie watchers because there's so many details in the book and the story is so much richer yeah. that it isn't portrayed through the movies because they have a certain time limit right? yeah and it is solely for that reason that i started looking for ways to read the book but i really couldn't because i'm not a book reader yeah. i have to find uh, more audio visual ways for me to 
to learn things so i started listening to this podcast called uh, potterless yeah by mike something uh, i got it forgot his by name. mike <laughs> if he if he, he listens to this podcast and he and he gets mad at me i'm sorry mike i forgot your name uh, mike schubert there you go <laughs> Yeah and uh, he in his podcast he actually hasn't watched Harry Potter at all until he was an adult and I believe it was his girlfriend that tried to get him to uh, read the books and to start watching Harry Potter and he got so interested whilst talking about it in his podcast that he became a, a fan of Harry Potter. Yeah. So I started listening to his podcast and I uh, got more deeper into the books and uh, hearing learning about the stories that aren't being portrayed in the movies. Yeah. And my god, there's so much more than they put us in the movies. I know, I know. But here's the thing, right? I mean, I know there's a lot of the the com- the combat that goes on between the book readers and the movie watchers, but I'm such a fan of both. I'm such a fan of I'm a huge fan of the movie as well. Like I don't read the books and then want to ridicule the movie. I'm still um, fa- like fascinated by both of those things. I don't sa- I somehow cannot find to combine both of those things. But the movies are amazing, you know. They they're so captivating. I mean, okay, I'll be straight up here. You know, sometimes when I like when I'm meeting a new girl or like when I'm talking to her and all, for me it's such a big deal if she's not a Harry Potter fan to introduce her to it. <laughs> and like if she's a fan of Harry Potter, if I've accomplished something here, you know. Like <laughs> okay, so it's not like if she if she doesn't watch Harry Potter, it's a complete no for you. You're no, gonna no, try no. to get her to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But if she doesn't like it after that. Then I'm sorry. That's how relationship Ooh. ends. Uh, listen, listen up, <laughs> ladies. If you want to get with Yuvan Syndrome, you gotta be a Harry Potter fan, or at least be willing to watch Harry <laughs> Potter movies with him if you have not already. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> but I don't know, lah. Something about it, you know. There's something about it. I don't know if it was the way I grew up as a kid, or whether I was like struggling with the social circle or whatever. But when I started watching that movie, it gave me something to look forward to. It gave me something like a comfort, you know. First two years of high school, I didn't even have friends, and I would walk around with a Harry Potter book in my hand, and I would read it during recess. And that was kind of my life, like in form one, form two, you know. Like I remember, Ponchuan took, like, like confiscated my book during science class and kept it at her table until the end of the class because I was reading it instead of paying attention in the experiment and all. My God, <laughs> you're such a nerd. <laughs> Stop. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I just I love that show. I love the movie. It's it's still it still surprises me how I didn't get to know you in from one and from I two. <laughs> If I'd gotten to know you as a kid just walking around with a Harry Potter book, uh, you would have known me as the kid who walked around with Harry Potter drawings in his notebook. <laughs> I would I would legit like I, I, I the only thing I really watched when I was uh, at that age was Naruto and Harry Potter. Yeah. And I didn't even get into Star Wars and all of that much until much later. Yeah. And so I would just drew the little little things like the Harry Potter scar like you will find it in random pages of yeah. my book. <laughs> and i i write the spells out and all of that cuz it's in latin and it sounds really cool to say exactly like, you know uh, wingardium leviosa it's leviosa not, not leviosa, leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something that i feel the movies did for me uh, yeah. outside of the books right it it gave me a a visual um a visual representation of the story that allows me to remember it in my head Yeah. Without the movies I I can't think of Harry Potter as any other person besides Daniel Radcliffe. Exactly. The casting was amazing. Perfect. Exactly. I cannot imagine anybody else playing Hermione other than Emma. I was yes. a bit I was a little bit dis- uh, disappointed with the lack of diversity in the in the cast because in the stories it doesn't really explicitly state what uh, race they are and all of that and yeah. it seemed uh, of a majority white cast. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of uh, what's his name uh, Tom Leon Leo Leo Thomas Leon Thomas, Thomas? 
Thomas Leon. Completely forgot. He will date Jeannie in one of the... Yeah, Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. Yeah. That's that's the one. I thought you were going for his real name and I was like, I don't know. But Dino Dean. Leon Thomas is the guy from from Victorious. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And also, you know, the, the, the two Indian girls... Uh, oh, something Padma Patel, Padma Patel, Parvati Patel, Parvati Patel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the twins. But it's not. Like, it's not like they sounded Indian in the show either. Yeah, and uh, but that's the thing. I mean, but to be fair, it was also the time. You know, the movies were actually shot like decades ago, and so I mean, we've seen those changes recently. You know, talks of diversity is a new thing. I mean, generally speaking, when it mm-hmm. comes to movies, you know. It's now it's a thing of it's important who you cast and all of that showing proper diversity in movies and all. But I suppose back then it just wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah, and you know there were talks of uh, of Netflix making a making a spin off where what? yeah there, there there were some talks I think some time ago uh, that I got on the from the Mike Schubert podcast where Netflix wanted to make a teenage adaptation of uh, much longer more in detail episodes with with more respect to the book storyline. Yeah. So that, you know, you can capture more uh, events through a series, right? Through a yeah. show. But knowing Netflix, <laughs> what they're going to do is <laughs> over-exaggerate the diversity oh, no. and the sexuality representation, you know? like Yeah. And not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but sometimes it can be a bit o- overkill. Yeah. it Sometimes when, when too many hands get into the soup, it spoils the whole thing, you know? When you try to consider too many factors. I mean, I'm not being ignorant to all of it here, but at the same time, the book, the book... Sometimes this is why we keep stick to the book, like there are even some characters that are in the book that are not in the movies. Yeah, <laughs> um, I forgot his name. There's one guy. Uh, I I can't really can't remember his exactly name. because he wasn't in the movie. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's how big the how big of a role the movies play in our lives. Okay, la, yeah. let's let's move on. Okay, what's your favorite character in the movie? Okay, if you have one favorite character, you're gonna call me basic here, but it's a mining ranger. Yeah, I already knew this. Yeah, I saw it. I'm sorry. I she was my childhood crush. I feel like I still have a crush. The crush has developed from Hermione Granger to Emma Watson now. It's it's full on, okay? Like, it's just... <laughs> ah, she was so beautiful. And imagine me as a kid just seeing this brainiac just going at it against the boys and all that. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, let's <laughs> call me for not pronouncing words right. Leviosa <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, you know? <laughs> you, you want that. That's why you pronounce words wrongly intentionally. Oh, my yeah. God, no. <laughs> You want a dominating character in your life. Stop it. It's is, clear now. It's family it's... friendly. Hello, Amma. <laughs> <laughs> it's very clear now, you would. Okay, okay. Who's your favorite character? Actually, oh, it's very hard to say. Uh, <laughs> let, let me let me just think about this for half a second. Okay. Luna love good. No, wait. Neville Longbottom. Neville. Uh, who couldn't love Neville? Neville. His glow up is insane. Yeah. And you know, even in the stories, his character development is insane. Yeah. And I just love to see that, you know, uh, he's still so pure-hearted and such a such a lovable character. Yeah, a very show. wholesome character. And also another thing, the weird parallel of Neville and Harry and how they've both actually lost their parents. So it was just as much true that Neville could have been the chosen one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, oh my God. Thanks for, thanks for bringing this up, right? There, yeah. are, there are so many, uh, what do you call this? Like uh, stories? Conspiracies? Not conspiracies. No, uh, like fantasies? Wattpad. The way people write stories on Wattpad. Oh yeah. Uh, fan non- fiction. Ah, fan fiction. Right? They're yeah. all non-canon, right? Fan yeah. fiction where Neville is the chosen one. Yeah. And not Harry. And he goes to fight uh, Lord Voldemort and all of this. And very, very interesting. I, I've read a few of them just for the fun. Yeah. I, I find it very interesting. And you're right. And you're right in saying that you know he went through the the exact same, if not much worse, 
struggle than Harry did because Harry didn't actually like be present during uh, you know the the death of his parents and what Voldemort did to them he was still a baby yeah but Neville was a child when his parents were tortured in front of him yeah like actually tortured by uh, Bellatrix exactly and he had to witness that and live through it and move on with it move on with his life yeah and, and to only grow up being such a wholesome character really shows the kind of development he has made despite actually already being a socially awkward character in the show itself you know it's not as if Neville was the popular kid who was surrounded and all he had his social struggles on top of his personal struggles and <laughs> look at how he turned out in Deathly Hallows who That scene gives me goosebumps until today. Sexy man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. I I'm still curious. I I can't I don't know I'm remembering this wrong. Does he end up with Luna Lovegood? I think he does. He does, right? Because if he didn't, I really want them to because they are perfect for each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Luna is basically the female Neville. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah which But... is why I almost said Luna is my favorite character. She would be my my number 2. Right. But speaking of the perfect couple, do you would you disagree with me? Ah, come on, let me finish this. Would you disagree with me that Hermione should have should have ended up with Harry instead? Oh, uh, I mean, okay, so you, you know there was a point where somewhere along the 7th movie where Harry and Hermione kind of had a moment. Yeah. Okay, there was some part of me that, you know, maybe Harry should have been with Hermione all this while because Harry and Ginny didn't make any sense. Yeah. and that's just how i feel about it yeah exactly it's yeah. just that when you see in the first movie harry was already going to school ginny was this small girl and all of a sudden uh, in the sixth movie there was a whole shift where like both of them were just crushing on each other she hit puberty ha yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when we fell in love with ginny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't even lie right now. don't even act right oh, now the ginger kitten <laughs> matches the drapes huh I also did feel and you're going to get mad at me for this that Hermione didn't deserve Ron. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry okay like I feel like Ron is a very strong character in the show and he's he's always been uh like kind of like a a third wheel between Harry and Hermione. And Harry and Hermione exactly. Doing uh, big things like yeah. Hermione is the smart one and Harry is the 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 guy so called chosen one, <laughs> brave one or yeah. whatever, right? But Ron contributes a lot but very much under like not appreciated enough yeah you know there's the a f- lot of undermined efforts that, that they don't really portray yeah and he's so smart yeah. yeah he plays wizard's chess yeah exactly <laughs> he plays chess i can't even figure out chess until now that's what drew me to him in the first movie because you know, because of the way he played chess and i liked playing chess at the time so it drew me drew me to him like by default yeah. as compared to him crush on ron while i had a crush on hermione i get it <laughs> 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 oh but the story gets uh, a lot uh, you know how the first mo- first and second movie kind of the first movie was very playful ish and yeah. it gets a little bit more serious more serious throughout the movies yeah. uh, through movie 4 5 6 you start witnessing deaths exactly it gets yeah. really dark yeah. and at the start of the movies where it is harry potter with every movie it gets yeah, darker, darker and darker and darker yeah, yeah. It, it's It's not it's kind of like our it's a representation it's huge representation of the growth that even we made right yeah yeah like as we experience growing up we kind of grew up with that you know like from a child life from a childish life yeah. to a bit more adult life experiencing more real things like uh, losing a loved one and all of that exactly and i tell you that movie that series the entire franchise has taught me so much 
on learning to cope with actual adults like 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 big problems and all of that you know it's a it's a comfort zone for me whenever something's down it's always binging harry potter it's always then finding a specific scene that oh what's this meant to be like i needed to hear this today you know things like that because <laughs> harry goes through a lot harry goes through a lot of struggles and especially when it comes to things like losing a loved one the way harry dealt with it and all like i recently like yesterday watched um, deathly hallows part 1 and there was a scene where ron fights with harry and ron gets really pissed off also because he was wearing the horcrux mm-hmm. he screams at harry saying that what do you have to worry about you don't have a family oh. and it really got to me you know because it really boils down to harry actually losing everybody and the only circle left is um hermione and ron and sort of the uh, like how ron's parents adopted harry into their family as well yeah. and you know imagine imagine like imagine imagine if i was um in harry's shoes and you know you were ron and imagine that being said to me as like it, it it's really something to think about you know yeah. because imagine like thinking that that is the only source of family you had and imagine losing that imagine losing that friendship for a bit there yeah it's it's very scary in it's it's a lot of damage exactly you know, that fight yeah it's not a simple not not a small fight telling telling the boy that you know is pretty much your brother now in, in your family that you know you you do not really my family yeah. so you're making it obvious to him and there would have been really something but it really wasn't ronald's fault yeah, you know like, yeah i mean to be honest there were so there were thousand things going on at once in that movie in that scene but it again you know seeing how you can pull a specific scene like that apply it and realize that you know these are things you and then have to be very careful about what you say and how you think because they all are very real and can really happen to yourself as well and also you know there's one other thing that i that i felt uh, that i felt very close to my heart was the people in your life that may not seem like they are close to you or they really care about you yeah. could be the ones who are really taking care of you and really watching out for you yeah like we we most uh, most specifically oh like snape yes. right he straight up took care of harry potter by by watching out for him since he was a kid just by giving out the wrong energy by portraying as so he hated him yeah when really he did not exactly he he loved him he loved him because he loved his mother la yeah <laughs> and <laughs> oh man i so badly wanted snape after hearing the flashback i wanted him to end up with lily so bad i know it was so sad <laughs> some of being the uh, um lily's husband bullied um bullied snape throughout yeah. school and all like i don't know maybe you know it's a thing when you're in high school you should learn to let go of when you grow up and snape hasn't just let go of that because he's attached to lily and it kind of died there you know yeah. when when lily died right yeah and snape attached himself to that emotion and in a way wants to take care of harry potter but doesn't know how to tell him yeah and also in a way dumbledore was the mastermind that halted that that relationship right yeah it, it's after how how did you feel about that you know when you when you find out that dumbledore was completely fine letting harry potter die i know it it almost as if because dumbledore has always just been this character of pure intellect and will and wisdom right and all of a sudden it was as if just dumbledore saw the bigger picture so as much as he was close to harry or he was close to the entire thing he had to look at the for future of the country or the state of the wizarding world as a whole and if it meant to be losing one life it is more sacrificial to lose that one mm-hmm. than lose everything else you know imagine living imagine voldemort reigning through the rest for the rest of the world because if harry dies there's no point of recovery i guess he was looking out for the for the other million harrys yeah the, you know. yeah 
But before we move on to something else, right? When you spoke about Snape and his idea of love and all, right? I feel like, I don't know, maybe it was just that age for me. I don't know whether it was that specific point of time. But that idea of love, right? The definition of how I perceive love and all, a lot of it derived from Harry Potter. It derived from how Snape took care of um, Harry and his unconditional love for Lily till the end and all of that. holding on to that emotion and all of that right especially things like always you know when when rick uh, when rick Al- rick allen passed rick away allen, yeah. yeah um i remember even sharing a post that you know always and that <laughs> word you know that word has always stuck to me you know and it still does and i think it will always be a thing for me and that's how it's always just registered in my head But like, I want to know what you thought of all of that, you know? Like, like did it get to you? I just like the way he said it, right? Like, always. Man, you're in full emotion here at New Year. Always. <laughs> That's how he said it. Like, uh, what, what is the name? Uh, uh, Dumbledore will ask him, Lily, after all this time, yeah. the snape goes, Always. <laughs> Uh, that time I didn't laugh though I was crying full on <laughs> oh yeah oh my yeah. that shit hit me hard yeah hard I feel like we have gotten into a lot of detail uh, with regards to Harry Potter that any non-Harry Potter watcher or fan wouldn't pro- probably not be able to yeah. <laughs> understand what we are talking about <laughs> throughout all of this yeah but I mean if uh, you you got into this knowing that there were spoilers <laughs> how are we supposed to talk about Harry Potter without spoiling anything for you <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a very old franchise. Yeah. You know, it's so if you ask world. me, blame yourself, not us. <laughs> But you know what? I am looking forward to the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Depp as, what's his name? Uh, the, the guy who's Dumbledore's gay partner. Wait, um, what? Grindelwald? Grindelwald, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's actually like Dumbledore's boyfriend, right? Is he? Yes. Whoa, I did not know this. Yeah, there's a there's a whole th- I think J.K. Rowling uh, confirmed it, right? She did, right? Uh, with regards to J.K. Rowling's yeah. controversial movies, <laughs> let's not go there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a whole other podcast episode. Yeah, But we yeah. like a portion of her mind, not the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> we love that Harry Potter spawned out of her mind, but uh, J.K. Rowling, you got things to figure out. <laughs> go figure them out. I tell you. Okay, do you have a favorite scene like from favorite the movie? Favorite scene. Because asking favorite movie would be kind of like basic I guess I guess we, are, we like all movies but yeah. if you had to ask me I would say uh, what's the sixth movie Half Blood Prince yeah that was a good movie um, favorite scene yeah oh very hard I have to go through my mind it'll take me some time how about you tell me your favorite scene while I think about that okay um, I think one of my favorite scenes was from the Order of Phoenix yeah it was during the Order of Phoenix It was at the point where Dumbledore had... Uh, my favorite movie is actually Goblet of Fire, but my favorite scene was from Order of Phoenix. It was when, you know, when Dumbledore was ignoring Harry and and there was this time where they started the Dumbledore's army and everybody was working together in the Room of Requirements. Oh. I tell you, that bonding between Harry tutoring his peers and, and just everybody learning to defend for themselves and all... It it's just so amazing. The way they made that scene with exactly. like the background music, exactly. and it was like so happy. And oh, they were I playing the Patronus and and all of that. Yeah, mm. and it, it's so it's so like what I do in my university. I mean, it's like when because I have uh, like personal, I I teach my peers and all. So like it was just amazing to see that sometimes it just comes down to you doing it yourselves, and you just it's not even about being a teacher, but rather 
as a group learning together you know yeah. and they ended up using the skills to fight uh, in the ministry of mysteries uh, yeah ministry of, of, of mysteries don't know department of mysteries department of mysteries yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> but it was great to see them working together you know what it also changed their perspective of harry yeah. you know after all the way throughout the four movies everyone just looked at harry as a liar and he and was just working his yeah, way yeah, through yeah. but it really wasn't that way and he, they only got to see that when they started training with him and learning with him you know? yeah and it was nice to see that yeah i think that's a that's a good i like i like that you said that i like that you brought that up i completely forgot about that oh my god but also that movie had dolores umbridge that bitch oh yeah at the end she just went but maximum and then destroyed the world like, i was so angry yeah oh my god i must not tell lies my f that girl like i, I mean lady i don't know i mean go this episode, speak this episode is already explicit you might as well because yeah, yeah. i i said bullshit a couple times i said ass a couple times <laughs> yeah but honestly like, fuck her dude oh my god it's She's so hateful. She's like the Harry Potter representation of Donald Trump. I hate her more than Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, like everyone, I, I can, I think, it's safe to say, I speak for every Harry Potter watcher that people, they hate Umbridge more than they hate Voldemort, and we were so happy when the Centaurs took her away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, she made a comeback in Deathly Hallows, and I was like, what? <laughs> She's so annoying and she had to wear that pink fluffy outfit the whole Wait, time. When did she come back in Deathly Hallows? Deathly Hallows. She was the one who had the Horcrux. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they had to steal it from her. Oh, I love in that scene how uh, Harry takes it from her and then says, I must not tell, tell lies. lies. And then leaves. Oh, yeah. clap back. Yeah. <laughs> But answering your question, I, I finally decided what my favorite scene oh, is. Oh, nice. It's the scene where uh, they all have their owl exams. And uh, Fred and George Weasley come in oh, with their fireworks. Oh my god, yeah. To taunt uh, Umbridge with yeah. the, the big dragon thing, you know. And it was just like freedom, you know. Everyone just ran out. Exactly. And was so happy. I, I, I just loved that scene. It was, it was amazing. It was like yeah. George and Fred retaliating for, exactly. on behalf of the school. Did you realize that they actually gave up everything? They gave up school that year. That they did that and they left school because they realized that they were not cut out for school. And yeah. that was when they started their company, right? They had their business, they had their candy shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's so good. <laughs> like, you know, it's something that I feel I've always felt, felt the urge to do to break the system to get out of this uh, monotonous study, work, live, work until you die life. Yeah. Where you just say, fuck it and go do whatever you want to do, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> And that's what George and Fred did and I and I keep that close to me. Exactly. <laughs> and if you're coming from the previous episode where we spoke about literally the opposite thing, <laughs> it's a, it's a contrast to show exactly what Harry Potter teaches us. It's to it's to the, as much as we are forced to adapt to the changes, it's the same time breaking free and and being creative about the whole thing as well. Oh, with regards to the previous episode it's a completely different context yeah, yeah, okay different context. when it's covid 19 you want you are concerned for the safety of yourself and other people you have no choice yes but with this it's like with regard to your own life and whether or not you want to take charge take control of your life instead of just uh, instead of adhering to the social norms that have been set for you ever since you were a child yeah you know study hard get a job get your degree get a job everything will be smooth sailing after that oh my god i can't tell you how much bullshit that is <laughs> after getting a degree i can tell you it is not it <laughs> it is not smooth sailing <laughs> if you think life's fun after high school oh god oh man <sighs> yeah, it's funny as you're growing up you know when you're doing pmr for example you think pmr is the end you're like oh once i'm done with pmr it'll be it's great i'll be free after that yeah and then it's spm you're like once i'm done with spm i'll be free for life and then it's the next and the next and the next and, and now it's like every day yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's only every day is an SPM. Oh my god. 
but steering back lah to Harry Potter, you know. I think I okay. I want to ask you lah. What what was your biggest like lesson? What what do you think Harry Potter has taught you, like as a whole? You know, if you had to say a takeaway, that um, love is not always uh, visible. That it can be just in the background. Yeah. Like you know, uh, the last scene when Harry goes to fight Voldemort. Yeah. And uh, he he want he wants to be close to his to all his loved ones. You know, Sirius, his parents, they just appear. Yeah. And uh, they will say to him that like, we have we have always with you. That there's something along those lines, right? Yeah. And that taught me that love isn't always something like I have to come and see you every day. I have to show you that I care about you every day. Yeah. It's when you love someone, it's unconditional. It's may not always be visible but you know it's there yeah and it makes you feel a little less lonely in life yeah dude. you know give me goosebumps love, for it <laughs> uh, but i feel like you spoke the word out of my you took the words out of my mouth like that was exactly what i was going to say so i think my takeaway from harry potter was the idea of love and and all that comes with it you know how you don't have to be with that person how it's con- unconditional how it's just there and it's from the most least expected of people sometimes and Ah, that scene where you know where everybody like you know I've lost my aunt I've lost my grandfather and all but to know that you know they're always around and they're always going to be around and if it's even if it's not physically here it's they are they are their memories of them and memories I've shared with everybody that I've loved just I think that what defines always for me you know it's always there <laughs> oh that's beautiful it's beautiful that you know this has that All this came from like the love for Harry Potter, yeah, and how much it has taught us in life, and yeah, if we haven't already persuaded you to watch Harry Potter, if you're a non-Harry Potter watcher or a fan, then go watch it. Yeah, trust. Us. Like stop the episode right now and go watch. Yes, yes. <laughs> we have reached the end of our episode. Once you once you hit stop or hit pause on this episode, go look up. <laughs> have a eight movie marathon. It's fine. No one's gonna judge you. Yeah, because we are probably gonna do that sometime soon. <laughs> It's going on for me right now. <laughs> Always assume that Yuen has just watched one of the Harry Bo- the Harry Potter movies yesterday. Yeah, it's just a matter of which one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're reaching we're reaching the end of our episode. How are you feeling, Yuen? I'm feeling good. I really like talking about Harry Potter. You know, I want to come back to this. I want to talk so much more about Harry Potter. <laughs> It could be an independent podcast, but you know what? We're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to do that. There are too many Harry Potter podcasts out there. Yeah, we want to stay tr- stay true to our eleven o'clock factor. Just lost about thirty listeners there. <laughs> How are you feeling? Ah, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. And uh, you know what? Thanks, guys, for staying with us, for sticking with us through this half an hour long episode. We hope to see you in our next episode. Um, take care. Yeah. Till tomorrow, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.